0: Ho, 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 greetings from the North Pole, and welcome to Money MoneyMD. We're giving presents to all the boys and girls for better
1: financial health and making smart decisions with your money. We've been making a list and checking it twice, and delivering common sense solutions to all your complex problems, naughty
0: or nice. And now, here are my delightful elves. Oh, <clears throat>
1: sorry, I mean doctors. Well, Zach, we have a uh, busy week. Uh, coming up. I think we there's a um, holiday coming up.
0: It's yeah, like heard it. some heard some bells out,
1: yeah. outside. And yeah.
0: Santa's coming to town.
1: Yeah, that's right. It's, uh, it's a good week. Um, I don't know about you, I always typically wait to do shopping. Oh yeah. Get your shopping done. Yeah, I do actually.
0: Do you? But I, I there's something to waiting too though. I mean, I, I, it's
1: part of the tradition. It is. I mean, yeah, it's like hectic yeah. and yeah.
0: stressful and you kind of miss it a little bit if yeah. you are organized. Well, you planned. got plenty of
1: time. You've got, you know, Four yeah. or five days. I mean, that's a that, lot of time. That's, that's, yeah. I, mean, I mean Amazon can deliver stuff like
0: I'm amazed by that. So like I'm always like, surely it's too late. It's like, nope. It like guarantees it before Christmas. You're like yeah. Yeah,
1: two days. I, I
0: mean My kids are notorious too for like they give me the list like a month in in advance and then a week before they're like did you see? I updated the list. I'm like, ah, that's, that's not how crazy. it works. Okay. You can't update the list.
1: Santa Claus doesn't have updated lists. Right?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's not how it works here. Yeah, so
1: I, you need to tell him. I need to check that nice and naughty list. Yeah, again. that is true. <laughs> we, we may have to absolutely. This, yeah, that so. changes
0: day by day. That's yeah. for sure.
1: Good, good time of the year though, with uh, yeah. Christmas Eve on um, Sunday and then uh, the celebration on on Monday. So that's it's right. always, always, always fun. So yeah, glad you joined us today. We have a good show lined up. Um, we've got a couple of good topics. Um, we're going to talk initially about. You know, the last couple of years have been difficult. In the they markets. have been yeah, very difficult. So we're going to dive into, um, you know, things that have happened. We're going to give you some of the statistics and reasons why um, people got out of the market mm-hmm. and um, reasons why they wish they didn't get out of the market. That's right. <laughs> basically. And, and so then I'm going to follow up with um, looking at 2024. We've got our crystal ball out, right? Here we go. Did you know you're going to do a prediction for that?
0: uh i'm i'm now finding out that's okay i can do a prediction
1: all right all right well we'll both do predictions but 2024 looking at um kind of where to invest and and obviously there's not going to be anything specific that you can take away from the investing because we believe in diversification is what the the real answer is but we are going to talk about certain areas that maybe look more favorable than others um you know based on uh, some of the data that we're seeing and kind of talk about uh, why diversification works
0: that's right. That sounds right. good. Yep.
1: Yeah. Uh, by the way, my name is John Travis. I'm a uh, Dave Ramsey Certified Counselor. I have been uh, helping corporations and individuals with planning for over 30 years.
0: And I'm Zach Albanese. I'm a Certified Financial Planner. have been with Richard Young for almost three years, three years February. So looking forward to that, uh, crossing that three-year Time milestone. Flies. Yeah, it really does.
1: Yeah, we're happy to have you here today. We have a, a, a website, moneymd.net. You can always go out to the website, check out the podcast. We have the a historical podcast you can go look look at, listen to. We have them also categorized by topics. So we talk about long term care insurance, uh, budgeting, kids and money, you know, things like that. So if you have an interest, a particular interest, you can go out there and take a search on it. Also have a Facebook page as well, um, Money MD that you can uh, look at. I think Steve's mm-hmm. doing the pres- uh, prescription this week. Yes, he so um, anyway, we're glad you're here this morning or this afternoon or this evening whenever, whenever you're, you're listening. listening to us. So uh, we're going to start off here with the financial fact, and I came across. Um, We're always in journals, um, looking at financial planning magazines, and Morningstar is a really good one. And I came across this stat this last week that I was looking at, and um, what it showed is that the average investor, and we've seen this this, um, statistic in the past, but the average investor typically underperforms the stock market
0: mm-hmm and and that's that's kind of generally it's known. consistent yeah, yeah.
1: And, and the reason is is because of um trying to time the market you know in and out um yeah. i have a feeling yeah. that you know this president's not going to do well or I have a feeling that the war that's going on is going to take the markets down or it's very emotional and so it what is. we see is that the typical investor um does not perform as well as the stock market and it's significant it's like you know a percent and a half to two percent um per year right that yeah. adds up to a lot
0: of money. Well, and especially when you when you factor in how stressful it is to try and time the market. Yes, because you have to. The thing I always gets me not not just making one right decision, but making two right decisions and getting back in. That's the hardest part because whenever you're out of the market, you're anxious about getting back in because yeah. you don't want to miss out on an opportunity. And whenever you're in the market, and something's bad is happening, you're you don't want to get out and then think, well, if I get out, it's going to go up tomorrow. Yeah, it removes all that stress. And anxiety if you just have a diversified portfolio you stick with it um but yeah it's still and statistically as you just showed it's it's uh it's true statistically as well it's not just yeah. a feeling it's actually and and, and we've actually okay. seen that
1: this year i mean we yeah. you know, up through october markets um some markets were break even some markets were negative there were some that were positive but there was a lot of restlessness and in the last yeah. two months 2 months. And the markets have just taken off and there was no one yeah. out there saying, "Hey, now how's the time uh, to buy?" Yeah. No one said that. So the data was similar to what we've been seeing over the entire year and the markets have taken off and pretty much made the year a fantastic year.
0: And honestly, it was 2 months we've seen this great recovery. But within those 2 months, I think it was like 2 days yeah. in November and 2 days in December that made up the majority of that. Yeah. And so just imagine if if you missed those 4 days. Yeah. Um you would be missing out on, I think it's eighty to ninety percent of the gains that have happened in the last two months. So yeah, uh, it just yeah, it it is so much less stressful. I think that's the main reason. It is emotional, like you're saying, and why why go through those emotions when it's better yeah to stick in a diversified portfolio. So you're saying right
1: stay the course, right? Which is you our know, next John, topic, I man. am saying good stay in. the course. It is, a good that is. it
0: is a good lead in. Yeah, that's the first uh, article we're gonna look at today, and this is from. I don't want to say he's a friend. He's not a friend at all. I listen to his uh yeah. show, his yeah. podcast, and he also has a blog. His name is Ben Carlson. He's a CFA, which is Chartered Financial Chartered Financial Analyst. It's a very hard designation to get. Uh but they're basically they they're numbers people. They do all the analytics for for companies and and whatnot. But he's a CFA and he has this blog called The Wealth of Common Sense. And I like him. He's good cuz he's he's an optimist, but he's a realist. He, he's a realist. Yeah. He looks at all the data. Yep. He gives it at how it is, but he's not a, a doom and gloomer. Uh, so anyway, he, he talks about how staying the course is, is harder than it sounds. And so uh, he says in his, his post, this was posted on December 17th, which was Sunday. So um, this past Sunday. So he says, after suffering drawdowns in the market since the end of 2021, um, portfolios, our portfolios here, have, have reached new highs, which is pretty amazing to think. And so at least... Um, as of when we're recording this, that's true. You know, who knows what can happen these days. But as of when we're recording this, our portfolio has reached new highs. And we've had quite, you know, the bear market these last two years. And there was not one point that was really easy to navigate. You know, sure, that means that these markets went nowhere for ne- nearly two years. So that's not necessarily good. But considering everything we've lived through, uh, these returns really were not that bad at all. So Ben, who's the author of this this post, um, says one of his least favorite phrases in all of investing is, the easy money has been made. Mm.
1: Yeah, it's never easy.
0: Never easy, yeah. And so he doesn't like this phrase, and I don't like this phrase, because making money in the financial markets is never easy. You're forced to deal with the things you just talked about, John. Uh, uncertainty, volatility, fear, greed, and an endless stream of noise, and it only ever feels easy in the rearview mirror.
1: Yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty. Absolutely. Yeah, and if you think about all the things that we've had to deal with the past few years, I mean, we'll go back to the pandemic that um, basically shut the economy down for months. Yeah. Back in 2020, the un- unemployment rate went up to 14%. Um, and and no one knew how long the pandemic was going to last and would there be a vaccine and would it things get back to normal? Mm-hmm. Um, March the 2020 turned out to be one of the worst months in the stock market history. Yeah. Um, interest rates fell to historic lows. Oil prices went negative. Um, you know, we experienced the fastest bear market um, from all-time highs, down to 30% ever like yeah. like in a
0: month. Oh, it was nuts.
1: Yeah, it was. And then they came roaring back uh, yeah, and
0: which was also nuts. <laughs> that's right. And then you
1: had the meme stocks and the crypto bu- bubbles and the inflation, you know, the highest in in 40 years and we had a bad bear market in 2022. Uh, and then you look at short-term interest rates went from 0 to 5% um in a very quick uh time frame. 2022, we also saw the bond market have difficult times. So here's the the one thing that we look at um a lot of, and this is typical of history. You always have yeah. these negative, I mean, every single year you could look at negatives. Um, f- for the, In the last two months, the markets are up over 10% in two months. Nuts. Yeah. And if you go back to, to the beginning of 2019, yeah, if you would have stayed invested through all of that minutiae that we just talked about, I mean, you would have been up about 60% if you were yeah. all in stocks. Yeah, It's just insane. I mean, it's that's just, insane. it's hard, yeah. it's hard to feel that way as you go through all of these negative, you know, feelings and you hear the news and so forth. But honestly, as advisors, we feel like that's one value we add is like staying focused on the plan. Mm-hmm. You're going to talk about some other things like rebalancing and so forth. But know, the past couple of years have been very, very difficult for folks um, investing. Another fact is, is 25% of the years are negatives. So yeah. 2022 being negative, it's part of the process. It's part of the process. What do you do when it's negative? There are steps that you can take to take advantage of it.
0: Yeah, and so for you know, for the past two years, we've kept hearing things like, "Well, there's a recession on the way," or "This is the, the repeat of the 1970s," or "There's stagflation," or "A housing market crash is coming." And I think we hear that stuff, and we hear and we see though, and guess how many predictions actually came to pass? How many of those predictions yeah. have passed? None of them, right? Yeah. None of them happened. They might still happen. We don't know what will happen. Right. But all those predictions of 2022, 2023, it didn't happen. So it's incredible to see how well things have actually worked out considering all those negative news events that you talked about, John. Um, and so, you know, yes, it, it was wild. Yes, the, the government, the the fiscal response, bringing the interest rates from zero to five percent really fast is, is tough to na- navigate. And really... Um, looking back to inflation, inflation has not been fun to deal with, but I think reflecting on the past few years and considering that the outcomes could have been so much worse. I mean, look at the the Russia and Ukraine war. Things could have gotten much worse there globally, economically. Inflation could have been more unpleasant than it was, um, you know, if the global supply chain hadn't healed in a relatively short time since the pandemic uh, the fed could have broken things when they decided to raise rates from mm-hmm. 0 to 5%. So, I I think if you look at all the events of the past year, there were tons of instances where you were not only you could have gotten out of the market, but it actually probably would have been smart by like a uh, it it would have been a rational decision. Rational, right. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been a rational decision for you to say, "Hey, things are not looking good. I should get out of the market." But as we've seen, we never know how it's going to play out. Even yeah. bad news can can somehow not be as bad as we think and yeah. end up turning goods quickly.
1: The, the other thing to think about is like the Russia-Ukraine war. Um, I mean, it's horrible, and we see what's going on over there and in uh, Israel as well. And and so markets do react to those um, uh, yeah. typically very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have to, in your mind, from a like a rational person, the way I think about is, all right, the, the war in Russia and Ukraine, it could certainly go outside the borders. There's a risk of that, but... Does that really impact the IBM earnings? Right. Yeah. Is Coca Cola's earnings going to change? I mean, they're they're certainly watching those events, and they may have some markets in the in that area. But ultimately, the market refocuses mm-hmm. on the earnings of companies, and companies have people out there trying to manage all these different things oh, yeah. to, to improve profit. And yeah. So when you go through one of those events, you've got to th- go back, and I always use IBM and Coca Cola. There's you can look at Starbucks and, and oh, there are yeah. certain industries that are impacted, but in general, it's not going to impact most of the companies.
0: Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good point. People are resilient. They they see a problem arise. They think of a solution in a different area. And I think that's a, a good way to help. Ho- companies are filled with people making those decisions. Um, and so, you know, looking forward, John, maybe, you know, we, we dodged a recession. We dodge all these things. We don't know what 2024, 20, 2025, 2026 will bring, but we can be thankful that, We we weathered this storm. We're back to new highs. Um, And so regardless of how how things turned out, those who stuck with their investment plan, I I think deserve an applause. I mean, it was hard because staying the course as this article, the title is harder than it sounds. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, John, that list that you talked about, any of those events could have warranted getting out of the market. Um, And don't get me wrong, it was a volatile time, but here we are. Things have recovered, and I think that's pretty remarkable. And I like how at the end of his post, Ben, he kind of rallies the battle-worn investor here. He says, um, if you dutifully dollar cost averaged in when stocks were falling, give yourself a pat on the back. You did the right thing. If you rebalance your portfolio when stocks fell, great job. If you rode out the losses without panic selling at the bottom, nice work. If you ignored the people who were screaming at you every day about how much worse things were going to get, outstanding performance. If you kept your asset allocation in place when people on the Internet were trying to pitch you ridiculous investment options, good on you. If you didn't look at your 401 401- this one, I like a lot. If you didn't look at your 401k balance for the past couple years, you're better off for it in the end. If you did nothing to your portfolio because that's what your plan called for, I applaud you. And then he closes with this. He says, the clock never runs out on the markets. The game never ends. Bull markets turn into bear markets, which turn into bull markets, and round around it goes. Everything is cyclical. There will be harder times ahead at some point. There will be crashes that make 2020 and 2022 bear markets look look quaint by comparison. But sometimes it's nice to sit back and appreciate how you handled certain parts of the cycle. Staying the course is harder than it sounds.
1: It really is. I mean, yeah. it's the constant beat of the, the the negative media, and I mean, I listen to it because I want to hear what my clients are Absolutely. listening. And um, unfortunately, they don't. A lot of folks that are in the news media don't understand the history yeah. and the detail of the stock market. So they really
0: don't. I mean, a lot of people in even in the finance world who aren't looking at markets every day don't understand the stock market. It's pretty remarkable how few people understand. I mean, you really have to be in the world of of uh, markets and planning every day in order to really understand. Hey, down periods are hard. Yep. But there will be a recovery. We don't know when. Yep. But good planning and good diversification, which we'll get to in a little bit, really do help out that process. And
1: and past performance obviously doesn't guarantee exactly. future results. We, yep. we can't predict that. But <laughs> historically, markets have recovered um, sometimes quicker than others. And I like what you. I like the way this was positioned. Um, when the markets go down, dollar cost averaging yeah. means you're buying more shares.
0: You're buying more. If
1: you can think about buying and adding more shares when the markets are down, it's a great wealth-building tool, historically. If you're in retirement and you, you want to protect those shares and you just do distributions off the bond side. So yeah. there is a method to the madness. Um, it, is, it is a maddening process sometimes.
0: It is maddening.
1: But when you look back to, to 2019, um, the mm-hmm. five-year period, It's been a fantastic five years. And it hadn't felt that way when you go through all the list of everything. It doesn't feel that way at all. Yeah. It doesn't feel that way
0: at all. Congratulations
1: if you have stayed you know disciplined in your process. Congratulations. I I
0: think that deserves applause for sure. So anyway, good post by Ben. Yeah. Um and uh yeah, I like Ben too. I feel like I'm a friend of Ben's. See? Okay, I'm not crazy. No. Yeah. You're (laughs)
1: good, man. You're
0: good. Yeah. Well that well that then brings us to the question of the week.
1: Yeah, the question is is gosh, the last two months. I mean, you know, I was just looking at, at our portfolios in the markets yeah. in the last two months, the markets are up like fourteen percent, Zach. That's
0: crazy. In, in two months. In two months.
1: I mean, and, and you like you said, four of those days were exceptional days and you know, I mean no one can predict when the markets are gonna go up and go down, but this is what gets people in trouble is like after because October was not a good month. October is right? not, and you start looking at and an September October, was not. That's right, and August too. I mean, yeah, third quarter was really bad, and you start like, why am I doing this? You know, it's down yeah. again. I want to go more conservative. I want to go to cash, um, and then you miss a fourteen percent run. I mean, this yeah. is where the you know the money is made in these short runs like this. So, it is. Um, so why is the market gone up? You know, the the, the fear of inflation is has dropped. Um, yeah, that's big, and, and um, the market expectation, which again could be wrong. Sure. Is that the Federal Reserve will not increase interest rates um, and that in fact they may decrease interest rates yeah. in 2024. Now, they've been wrong on their predictions on a lot uh, of the stuff yeah. throughout this, yeah. so don't put any stock into that. But that's what the market is seeing right now. Some of the data supports that. We don't know what the markets are going to do in 2024, yeah. um, but the market run 14% in two months. I mean, that's yeah. an entire, that's more than the historical long term average in one year, of a yeah. year.
0: That's nuts. So, yeah. And I think too, you know, a lot of people forget, um, you know, if if like you said, average on average, let's say, you know, the market goes up by ten to eleven percent a year, um, and we had a down year, um, it's gotta make up for that average. And so sometimes stocks recover too, because like you said, good news reminds investors that, hey, um, we gotta we gotta get back in stocks and so there's a surge to get back in the market while it's down because they know that um, eventually, as as history has shown, things will recover. We don't know when, we don't know how, but historically, that that seems to be the case. So, um, good question. I think it's a very valid question to ask. And uh,
1: my phone's not ringing now, though. There- <laughs> you know what? It
0: is a nice thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it 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 is nice too. I mean, we we love Absolutely. sitting down with clients and showing them like how how things are good. We love seeing smiles on your faces we love seeing you guys encouraged. So it's a good it's it's good to have these periods. And we forget too, like you were saying earlier, 75% of the years are up. This feels like you know, it feels like it, we haven't had this in a while when really this yeah. this should be a a more often feeling than yeah. down markets. But but you get caught up in it. You really yeah.
1: do. And we do we do enjoy meeting um, during all kind of markets. I think during the down markets us bringing some perspective. Yep. Um you know the rebalancing that we do periodically, yeah. the dividend reinvestment that's happening, adding money. Um, folks understanding some of the things that we see and understand helps. It them. does. So we it definitely uh, are big believers in education. And so anytime you have questions out there, please reach out to us. Yeah. That's what we're here for. We are here. That's
0: why. And, that um, is why we're here. We
1: can't tell you what's going to happen in 2024, but um, you know we can we can look at your plan and and talk about things to do and things not to do. So yep. it kind of transitions into what are we gonna, what's going to happen in 2024. Zach.
0: You you want me to, this is my prediction time. You're not going to go first. I was Se- hoping
1: to 75% go. <laughs> chance of it going up, yeah, I mean which is history, and 25% yeah. down.
0: You know, I do think 2024 will be a good year, and I'll preface that with a diversified portfolio.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you know, I don't, I don't think the decade we had before will be, we're going to have that same uh, scenario again, because the, the environment is different. Interest rates are higher, which means um, borrowing money is more costly which means companies that thrive on borrowing money, namely tech companies, big companies, uh, I don't think they'll have as good of a performance they had last year. Um, so I think that leaves room just for other, yeah, I know international has been beaten down for a long time. Mm-hmm. Could we see a resurgence of international uh, markets? Uh, I think so. I mean, I think it will recover um, at some point, maybe 2024 mm-hmm. is that year. So I do think we'll have a good year
1: next year. Um, uh, yeah, I'll leave it at that. There we go. I will say um, for the clients listening, we're going to have a, um, I mean, one of the big events in 2024 is the presidential election. We're yep. starting to get questions on that. DFA is, and Zach, is are going to represent uh, Richard Young Associates in a webinar. I think it's on January the 11th. So we'll be sending yeah, more information on that because mm-hmm. um, people are starting to get nervous about the election, yeah. who's going to win. And uh, I'll just tell you the punchline is, is, you know, elections, there's no correlation between uh, who's elected right. and the stock market. That's and we'll, right, and, we'll and, and the data, and
0: yeah, see. and election years typically are actually good. decent, good stock market years because not much change is taking place in terms of policy, in yeah. terms of um, markets like that, markets, and yeah, markets like no change. So anyway, uh, that's my prediction. There you go. But wait, what's your,
1: what's yes. your prediction? Uh, 75% chance of it being up. Okay. I, so I do just, think it'll be positive stats. next year. But yeah. uh, this next discussion really kind of goes into that. It's time for diversification. And, and this is, comes from the capital group. Um, strong corporate earnings are expected to be in 2024. I mean, you look at, um, you know, the, the economy has certainly sent uh, mixed signals. But when it comes to the stock market, the key metric is corporate earnings. <clears throat> mm-hmm. All this other noise we look at. It, it determines, corporate earnings determine the direction of, of the markets. And the S&P 500 index is expected to rise um, for earnings 12% next year for earnings and um, 6% for international markets and a robust 18% gain in international markets. And those are return, those, excuse me, those are um, uh, earnings of those companies are expected to rise by right. that much. We don't know what the returns are going to be associated yeah. with that, but it's supposed to be a positive year from an earnings sure. standpoint. Yeah, and, you know, and given the difficulties
0: of 2023 and 2022 before it, it's logical to expect an earnings rebound next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are several risks that could result in substantial earnings revisions, including sluggish consumer spending, slowing economic growth in Europe and in China, and rising geopolitical risk from the wars in Ukraine and Israel. Uh, so again, we don't know. We don't know, but projections.
1: Yeah. Or are positive good. for earnings. And yeah. so, you know, for for your portfolio, um, one of the risks is, is it may be over-concentrated. And you've probably heard U.S. stock market is, is super top heavy now. Um, what you might not know is the S&P 500 index is more heavily concentrated than it was at the peak of the dot-com era, back in the wow. technology bust. As of September, the five largest companies in the S&P 500 accounted for 24%. Of the market capitalization of the index, and that compares to 19% for the five largest companies back in March of 2000. So, that's we know remarkable. we know what happened back then, and we're not saying that's yeah. <laughs> gonna repeat itself. But yeah, and here's another interesting stat: just seven companies—Apple, Meta, Microsoft, Nvidia, Amazon, Alphabet, and Tesla—those seven companies accounted for a staggering 130% of the index's total return through October of 2023. So it's wow. called the Magnificent 7 mm-hmm. and the S&P 500 if it had not had those seven stocks would have been negative. So That's the other 493 stocks combined were negative. Yeah, Those seven stocks, so very very super con- concentrated which means riskier.
0: Yeah, and um and so I think with that risk, you know, diversification remains essential. You know, such levels of concentration represent Potential risks for investors, particularly those in passive index investments who are just in the S and P fund, which seek to replicate a benchmark's um, return pattern. So, while tech investors may very well continue to lead in 2024, investors should consider diversifying their stock holdings you know, where where applicable.
1: Yeah, and many of these tech leaders, they could you know continue to be good long term investments, but you know investors should be wary of investing in a very small number of companies with similar business models at such a concentrated level, so um, you know we believe diversification is as essential as ever going into 2024. And if you compare the international equity markets to the S&P 500, um, the the international markets are less concentrated. So again, another stat, another data point, the 10 largest companies in the S&P 500 accounted for 31% of the index at the end of October. If you look in the international, the 10 largest companies only accounted for 15%. Mm. very concentrated on the US side. There's been seven companies yeah. that have just knocked it out of the park. We had those in the portfolios, but when you start getting too concentrated, it, it is riskier.
0: Yeah. And so I think you're seeing these compelling trends start to service across international markets. I mean, US technology giants, they don't hold a monopoly on innovation, right? I mean, Europe is home to pioneering companies driving breakthroughs across healthcare and aerospace and, and other industries. For example, uh, you know, AstraZeneca, the, the, which is the British-Swedish uh, COVID vaccine developer and maker of, of lung cancer treatment uh, drugs, has invested aggressively in research and development, resulting in a deep pipeline of oncological and rare disease therapies in late stage development. So you can't count out these these giants overseas as well, yeah. because they're innov- All you need is that one innovative um, idea or product, and yeah, you could see a boom in, in those markets. So.
1: No doubt. So regulators in Europe and across the globe are, are imposing stricter emissions in the air travel sector. And so there's a company um, in France, it's called uh, Sanfran, the world's top producer of narrow-body aircraft engines, and it's partnering with General Electric and is developing engines that could reduce emissions by 20%. So there's pockets of technology all over the mm-hmm. world that need to be represented. Uh, Japan is another one. Um, you know, Japan typically has been very conservative um they've had a lot of cash on their balance sheet, and they're being um the government is really getting involved in encouraging um, these companies to reduce their cash on their balance sheets, invest it, shed underperforming businesses and that there's a potential to unlock some value in the japanese markets and they they've done pretty well uh, as of recently and emerging markets is another one yeah you know emerging
0: markets for so long has just been thought of as uh, china, but now in emerging markets you know we see China dominate the headlines, but really opportunities are growing in countries such as India and Indonesia, Mexico, you know, regions where infrastructure growth is accelerating. Government balance sheets are, are stronger and supply chain shifts are boosting regional economies. New roads and housing developments and industrial parks have left parts of India unrecognizable from just a few years ago. Um, Indonesia is attracting foreign investment to build out the electric vehicle supply chain and, and Mexico is becoming uh, reshoring hub as, as Western economies look to reconfigure supply chains. So, these emerging markets are, are are really great grounds of opportunity now, where they may have been like like the uh, you know said before in China shadow before. So,
1: yeah, no doubt. And and finally, you know, dividend payers um, companies that that offer dividends it's, it helps uh, diversification. And so, investors have watched the powerful AI dominated market rally. Those seven stocks we talked about valuations for dividend-paying stocks have drifted towards multi-decade lows mm. compared to the broader market. Yeah, Just saying, hey, this may be an opportunity for economic growth in 2024. In and, you know, we don't know about the recession. Um, they're saying a soft landing now. Sure. No one knows that. But, you know, Zach, I mean, I think our approach um, since day one with our company um, has been diversification and a um, big believer. And, and we've been using a similar process now for a very long time. And there's always going to be down markets. It's really, yeah. people love the up markets. Um, there's things yeah. that you need to do in up markets as well. I mean, yeah. you need to trim some of the gains and put it into some some asset classes by uh, rebalancing periodically. Yeah. So, you know, the down markets are, are more challenging typically for people. you got to have a strategy in place and just yeah, a little bit strategy. of historical knowledge.
0: It's like, it's like a game. It's, a, you know, I'm a, I'm a basketball fan. I know we've got a lot of football fans. I mean, there are parts of a football game, parts of a basketball game where it's more difficult. Uh, you're in a shooting slump. You're, you're in foul trouble. You don't just say, I only want to play the good parts of the game. Yeah. You have to play the whole game. Yep, And that's part of the game. And you need to know how to navigate it. And so I think a diversified portfolio is the best way to play the game. It is. And that's what we're... That's what we're about.
1: That's what we're talking about for 2024. That's right. So Good. All right, and we're going to switch gears to the prescription of the week. Yeah,
0: so the prescription, it was Steve's prescription. I feel bad taking his prescription. Yeah, exactly. You'll see right, his well, video. You'll yeah. see you know, him present. But I'm going to... His prescription this week is... You need to be cautious about AI based scams. Yeah. I've heard some crazy stories. I mean, AI based scams, I think it was one like someone a grandmother got a call from their granddaughter yeah. and it was all AI. Yeah. And it's like, man, I mean, how how do you verify that stuff unless you are aware of it, right? So I guess our prescription is to speak, be aware of that. Don't just believe Someone who they say they are, even if they now we have to deal with, even if they sound like that person. Mm,
1: that's that's hard. Yeah. I would say get a um, you know, so you think about the uh, multi-level um, authentication. Yeah, there's money that, that needs helpful. to be moved, regardless yeah. of who it is and who's requesting it. Go go talk to an advisor or a lawyer or your mom or your dad or get a yeah. second opinion from someone. Hey, does this sound right? Yeah, we're seeing it more oh, yeah. and more. Um, and it's and they're getting good. I mean, it's very difficult. They are they're getting starting, good starting to imitate people's voices. I mean, it's hard to get around that, but always yeah. just get a just second, slow, opinion. yeah.
0: I think it's slow, slow down. Yeah, get a second opinion. Not, I would say there are very, very, very few things that need to be made
1: immediately. immediately.
0: Yep, you know, those things are obviously like you know, a kid gets in a bad accident, you got to rush from the hospital, right? But when it comes to money, especially the way we work, especially the way most good financial planners work there are very few instances where i'm like you need to act now or else. yeah Yeah, just pause talk to somebody ask a friend call the person that the voice was imitating to say did you just call me that's right they might look at you weird like yeah i talked to you yeah i don't know anyway (laughs) Just be careful, yeah, Just go because technology is getting more sophisticated in this world, so it is yep. good. Good prescription. Yes. Thank you, Steve. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate I appreciate that. that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So this has been this week's edition of Money MD. Uh, we're here to help you make smart decisions with your dollars. Anytime you have questions, please reach out to us 706-739-0725. We hope you have a great holiday season yeah. and uh, reach out to us anytime you have questions. And um, happy uh, holidays and uh, to a good twenty twenty four.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Have a good weekend. Enjoy time with family
1: program is intended for general information only and should not be taken as specific investment tax or legal advice. None of the information contained in this broadcast is intended by the host to be a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. All hosts are representatives of Richard Young Associates, a registered investment advisor. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year from all of us at MoneyMD.